0: He told me it was going to be quick, that was good, you got me too. <laughs> yeah I wanted to say first that it's really, it's really been nice being here. I really have enjoyed, had a good time. It's been brief, you know, too brief, but, uh, but it's been a good time. And especially to the people I was able to have conferences with and stuff, really, really nice. You guys are, are you know, amazing and brilliant and exciting to know. Uh, I was going to say this before I started. I mean, because I mean, very rarely do I get to read to an audience of artists of all kinds. You know, usually you read to civilians. You know, but uh, but you guys are like in the trenches. And I was going to say, um, uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to check out that that movie Howl. If you some of you've seen it, but if you haven't, check it out. What I dug about it was that. They were both. Of course, it's a, of course it's about the poem How, but it also those of you who know um, Ginsburg sketched all the time. He sketched all the time, and so there are all these visual uh, sequences, you know, that deal with his crazy cartooning and stuff. And I thought it's a really nice hybrid, and it's also given that we're all kind of sweating in the dark the same way about hoping that someone will. In some way, give a, a big damn about what we're doing. Just the idea that at the just doing the, the 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 daring work at the right moment, how like suddenly, bam, something shifted. I mean, how, for all whatever, I mean, I'm sure any of you who are poets in here might recognize it, it might have some flaws or whatever in it, but no one gives a damn about the flaws. The vision in it, you know, kind of shifted everything, like tilted the whole axis of things, right? And I would just say that, you know, Ginsburg, as a young man, had no idea that poem was going to do that, right? And so I, was, I, would, I would say to you, and I'm saying to myself as well, that, you know, do your work. Do the thing that, that, that you believe, you know? You don't know what will happen. You don't know who's listening. You don't know what, what thing might tilt, right? Anyway, check it out, how the movie. All right. I'm going to start with a persona poem. It's called What Bugs Bunny Said to Red Riding Hood. Say, good looking, what brings you out this way? amongst the fanged and the fluffy. Grandma, huh? Some old bag too lazy to pick up a pot, too feeble to flip a flapjack, and you all dolled up like a fire engine to cruise these woods? This was your mother's idea? She been living in a crackerjack box or something? This is a tough neighborhood, mutton chops. You got your badgers, your wild boar, your hardcore grizzlies, and lately, this one wolf's been acting pretty big and bad. I mean, what's up, Doc? <laughs> Didn't anybody ever tell you it ain't smart to stick out in wild places? Friendly. You want friendly, you better try Detroit i mean you're safe with me sweet cakes but i ain't a meat eater you heard about goldilocks didn't you well didn't you yeah well little miss sunshine little miss i'm so much cuter than thee got caught on one of her sneaky porridge runs and the three bears weren't in the mood so last week, the game warden nabs baby bear, passing out her fingers to his pals. That's right. Maybe your mother should turn off her soaps, take a peek at a newspaper, turn on some cartoons for Pete's sake. This world is about teeth, bubble buns. Who's biting and who's getting bit? The noise of that broad sending you out here looking like a ripe tomato. Why don't you just hang a sign around your neck? Get over here and bite my legs off. (laughs) Cover me with mustard. Call me a hot dog. (laughs) All right, all right, I'll stop. Listen, Red, I'd hate for something unpleasant to find you out here all alone. Grandma Shmanma, let her call Domino's. They're paid to deliver. Besides, toots, it's already later than you think. Get a load of that chubby moon up there. You can't count on Casper tonight either. They ran that potato head out of town two months ago. Trying to make friends all the time. (laughs) He makes you sick after a while. Look, Cinderella, I got some candles and some cold uncola back at my place. What do you say? Got any artichokes in that basket? <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. And this is Trying for Fire. This goes out to you, Philippe, wherever you are trying for fire right now even if a muscular woman wanted to teach me the power of her skin I would probably just stand here with my hands jammed in my pockets tonight I'm feeling weak as water watching the wind bandage the moon that's how it is tonight sky like tar thin gauzy clouds a couple lame stars a car rips by the driver's cigarette pinwheels past the dog i saw hit this afternoon one second he was trotting along with his wet nose tasting the air next thing i know he's off the curb a car swerves and bam it's over for an instant He didn't seem to understand he was dying. He lifted his head as if he might still reach the dark green trash bags half open on the other side of the street. I wish someone could tell me how to live in the city. My friends just shake their heads and shrug. I can't go to church. I'm embarrassed by things preachers say we should believe. I would talk to my wife, but she's worried about the house. Whenever she listens, she hears the shingles giving in to the rain. If I read the paper, I start believing some stranger has got my name in his pocket on a matchbook next to his knife. When I was 12, I'd take out the trash. The garage would open like some ogre's cave while just above my head the Monday night movie stepped out of the television and my parents leaned back in their chairs. I can still hear my father's voice coming through the floor. Boy, make sure you don't make a mess down there. I remember the red brick caterpillar of row houses on Belfield Avenue and not much higher than the rooftops, the moon, soft and pale as a nun's thigh. I had a plan back then. My feet were made for football. Each toe had the heart of a different animal, so I ran ten ways at once. I knew I'd play pro and live with my best friend, and when Vanessa let us pull up her sweater, Those deep brown, balloony mounds made me believe in a world where eventually you could touch whatever you didn't understand. If I was afraid of anything, it was my bedroom when my parents made me turn out the light. That knocking noise that kept coming from the walls. The shadow shapes by the bookshelf. The feeling that something was always there, just waiting for me to close my eyes but only sleep would get me. And I'd wake up running for my bike, my life jingling like a little bell on the breeze. I understood so little that I understood it all. And I still know what it meant to be one of the boys who had never kissed a girl. I never did play pro football. I never got to do my mad horse, mountain goat, happy wolf dance for the blaring fans in the Astrodome. I never snagged a one-hander over the middle of Green Bay or stole my snaky way down the sideline for the game-breaking six. And now the city is crouched like a mugger behind me, right outside in the alley behind my door. A man stabbed this guy for his wallet. And sometimes I see this four-year-old with his face all bruised, his father holding his hand like a vice. When I turn on the radio, the music is just like the news. So what should I do? Close my eyes and hope whatever's out there will just let me sleep. I won't sleep tonight. I'll stay near my TV and watch the police get everybody. Across the street, a woman is letting her phone ring. I see her in the kitchen stirring something on the stove. Farther off, a small dog chips the quiet with his bark. Above me, the moon looks like a nickel in a murky little creek. This Is the same moon that saw me twelve without a single bill to pay, zinging soup can tops into the dark. I called them flying saucers. This is the same white light that touched dinosaurs that found the first people trying for fire. It must have been very good, that moment, when wood smoke turned to flickering, when they believed night was broken once and for all. I wonder what almost words were spoken. I wonder how long before that first flame went out. Thank you. It's a poem called, Later. It's the, it's the, I guess, introductory poem to the, the book that will come out uh, in the new year. Later. I don't know what I'm becoming. From calm to fear, my mind moves, then moves. Out there is the place, streets, storm drains, stores, where everybody goes. I point at that, then that. There are enemies of the world, in the world know what I mean? I see them on TV. The birds, the robins in particular, repeat a warning I think I should understand. All night they stay in the trees with their small beaks. Do they ever really sleep? If nothing more, they insist they insist on something just like me behind these windows talking alone as though thinking isn't loud enough early it used to be early all the time I hear my voice coloring filling in and I feel sure of something the way a seed feels sure shoving a root into black dirt, you can't know what you're becoming. I've talked to several people here who are dealing with memoir, and truthfully, probably all the work we do is memoir you know because it's all built out of what we have come to because of what where we've been right it's all about trying to synthesize what we what we know and what we have felt this is a poem called Dolores Jeps it's i guess it's a, it's like a poem that would be in i guess in league with the whole idea of memoir i should say this about that I, I, um i remember um uh And maybe this is true of many high schools. There were always like some superstar people in the high school. Like if you were, you know, if you were an average dude or an average girl, there was always like the ultra dude and the ultra babe, you know. And Dolores was was legend in Philadelphia. (laughs) Dolores Jepps. It seems insane now, but she'd be standing soaked in school day morning light, her loose leaf notebook flickering at the bus stop, and we almost trembled at the thought of her mouth filled for a moment with both of our short names. I don't know what we saw when we saw her face, but at 15 there's so much left to believe in, that a girl with sunset in her eyes, with a kind smile and a bright blue miniskirt softly shading her bare thighs, really could be the goddess. Even the gloss on her lips sighed, kiss me and you'll never do homework again. <laughs> Some Saturdays, my ace, Terry, would say, guess who was buying tea berry gum in the drugstore on Stenton? And I could see the sweet epiphany still stunning his eyes. And I knew that he knew, that I knew, he knew, I knew especially once summer had come and the sun stayed up till we had nothing else to do but wish and wonder about fine sisters and flimsy culottes and those hot pants James Brown screamed about. (laughs) Crystal Berry, Diane Ramsey, Kim Graves, and her. This was around 1970. Vietnam to the left of us. Black Muslims to the right, big afros all over my Philadelphia. We had no idea where we were, how much history had come before us, how much cruelty, how much more dying was on the way. For me and Terry, it was a time when everything said maybe and maybe being blinded by the beauty of a 10th grader was proof that, for a little while, we were safe from the teeth that were chewing up the world. I'd like to commend my parents for keeping calm, for not quitting their jobs or grabbing guns, and for never letting up about the amazing, quote, so many doors open to good students. Unquote. I wish I had kissed Dolores Jepps. I wish I could have some small memory of her warm and spicy mouth to wrap these hungry words around. I would like to have danced with her, to have slow cooked to a slow song in her sleek, toffee arms. Her body balanced between the temptations. Five voices and me. A boy anointed with puberty. A kid with a B average and a cool best friend. I don't think I've ever understood how lonely I am. But I was closer to it at 15 because I didn't know anything. My heart so near the surface of my skin, I could have moved it with my hand. This is a poem in the voice of Blade. <laughs> I was talking to Harrison about these poems. Um, I'll say this and then I'll read the introductory epigraph. Um, I mean, part of the part of part of the battle we, we all face in whatever medium we're dealing is trying to figure out a thing or a way to get at whatever is like really the worm that's eating you know the core of us right whatever that is i mean in the sweetest sense of the word or in the worst sense right so during the bush era one of the things that i was grappling with was whether i should start blowing up shit you know (laughs) It, it sounds funny now i wasn't kidding that much though really Um, And so I I was really, I I couldn't sleep, and I couldn't, I didn't know what to do, because it looked like things were really taking a turn that really might require more than an intellectual and artistic approach to it, you know? And so I was, you know, kind of, I mean, I'm not inclined toward violence, um, but I had to figure out a way to get at this demon that was starting to inhabit me. And so it was Blade like this kind of, this, this particular kind of thing, like this kind of no compromising, if it's evil, kill it kind of figure. Anyway, let me just read the epigraph and then I'll read the poem. Years ago, a pregnant woman was bitten by a vampire and turned. Her son was born with a thirst, but being half human, he could walk in sunlight unharmed. Though vampires quietly dominate the world, he fights them, in part to prove his allegiance to humanity, in part to avenge his long isolation, being neither human nor vampire. Because of his deadly expertise and weapon of choice, they call him Blade, the Daywalker. Like a stake in my heart, this life, the seen, the unseen, the ones who look in the mirror and find nothing but innocence, though they stand in blood up to their knees. You see them, shadows, not shadows, people who seem to be people you don't believe me. I watch their news, drink coffee in their chains. There's no place they haven't touched. It's almost like I can't wake up, like I'm living in a movie, a kind of dream, action-packed thriller. I never dreamed this hunger in my veins, this Mind that cannot sleep. Why do I wet this blade when they will not die? I mean, there was a commercial when I first moved to Virginia. And you know commercials really do subvert the hell out of everything. So you know you just have to admit it after a while. Anyway, there was this guy. He would say, "What was the thing? No money down. Take it home today. It's yours." <laughs> and he said it was such ecstasy, right? <laughs> and he was so happy. It was just ridiculous. You know, you're like. He's talking about a sale, you know? That's that's not ecstasy, you know? So anyway, I wrote this poem, and it especially seems right here because of the way the sun comes in the morning. Um, So this is my tilt on that. No money down, take it home today, it's yours. Sun climbs over the trees. And light runs toward you, runs flailing its fast golden legs like a good dog who's been lost for years, now seen again there in the park, who turns around before you can even whistle a name, as though just the one wish in your eyes were loud enough to bring it all back. The big shaggy ball of sun blazing like a happy collie back into your life, licking your face, asking, where have you been? Where, oh where have you been? not spoken, as if thirst were not a wound, as if the thirst for company were not a wound. Consciousness, the one shadow from which light grows, as if all the ache flowed from the same bruise, Near dawn, my blood caught in its circle, I think of your body, your legs opening, and the light hairs strung along your wrists, as if your shoulders, as if the muscular turn of your hips, as if I could tilt your mouth to this dent in my chest. So bit by bit, it becomes unmistakable. This not knowing how to say. As if I'd already broken, as if I had already broken into the last room and found the words still not English. As if being flesh were not call enough. Why stay here to be American, where what is exactly sexual has no country? Let's go, whole words, whole worlds slow between us, trying to pronounce themselves unlost. The body, the one sacred book. My hand, my hands know so little of your hands. The names of pleasure held in chains, taken in ships. another memoir poem. I'm going to develop a whole new genre, right? Memoir poetry. It's called Donna James. I remember that first time, the empty auditorium, her voice, the dark all around us, her mouth reaching into mine. She was Freddie's foxy older sister, and I didn't know why she wanted to kiss me. She had already finished high school, and probably shouldn't have been walking the halls, but she always called me her friend. So one Monday after gym, I found myself beside myself in front of her house, with my trench coat and lunch bag, probably not looking much like Shaft. (laughs) Inside, the air held warm milk, and we talked a bit about her baby and her aunt who paid the rent painting cars. Maybe she liked me because we were both black and mostly alone in the suburbs. But I hadn't thought about that. It was her voice that got me. Banked fire, the color of dusk, her voice, and my name was smoke in her mouth. I think about it more than I should now, that January noon, an hour before algebra, how most days I'd be thinking football, or replaying the 70-some kisses I'd gotten over those lean years. But that day, Donna and me were on the couch munching potato chips. Ruffles have ridges! She kidded, coming back from checking the baby who'd slipped into a nap. I was kind of disappointed that we hadn't done anything. But I needed time to get back to school, so I started to stand. She said, wait, look at this mess. And with her left hand, she brushed the crumbs from my lap, the way you'd whisk away lint, then swept over my pants again, to be thorough, I guessed, (laughs) but slower. And then some more, as if her hand We're getting drowsy. You know how sometimes you see something but just can't believe it? (laughs) Like a squirrel bobbling a biscuit on your kitchen counter, or a cricket creeping the red feathers of your mother's Sunday hat. Her hand there on my lap could easily have been a five-fingered flying saucer from the fifth dimension. (laughs) For a while, I just watched and wondered if she knew where her hand had landed. (laughs) But it was me who didn't know. Me with my six dozen kisses and the great Eden of my virginity. How do we not talk about it? every day, the ways we were changed by the gift in someone's touch, your body suddenly a bright instrument played by an otherwise silent divinity. When I heard my zipper, I couldn't have said where my arms were or what a clock was for. (laughs) I had no idea I could be such a stranger and still be myself how could I have known what a girl might do to a boy with her mouth if she felt like doing what her mouth could do it was a kind of miracle the dreamed impossible my soul finally called to my flesh I didn't know what I didn't know and then I knew And this is a Villanelle, some of you know that form. You'll be able to tell it if you don't know the form. You'll be able to tell what the the thing is. It's It's called Kiss My Villanelle. And it's a blues for James Blood Ulmer. And some of you who know the blues know who James Blood Ulmer is. If you don't know who James Blood Ulmer is, try and check him out. He's a really, he's, one of the senior blues people, and I, who knows, he lives so hard, who knows how long he'll be with us, but he was an interesting man. a Very gutsy blues guy. Kiss My Villanelle. I'm older today than I was yesterday, and somehow I guess I just done lost the knack. I wish I could fix that, but what can I say? I trundle around with my feet made of clay. You'd think after a while y'all might cut me some slack. I'm older today than I felt yesterday. If Sade Adieu called, I'd go right away. I bet she keeps love in a black satin sack. I wish I could meet her, but what can I say? Don't look over here like I'm just in the way. Time was the fine girls kept me flat on my back. I'm older today than I did yesterday. I pagan the streets with my heart like a stray and hum with the trees till the sweet earth hums back. Don't want to be lonesome, but what can I say? When I get the good cards, you just mess up my play. Would you kiss my behind? If I sat on a tack, I'm bolder right now than I'll be in a day. How can I help but get carried away? When I was a boy, I got beat with the strap. I try to forget that, but what can I say? It takes more than guts to go jump in the fray. I spit in the wind and the wind spits right back. It's colder today than it was yesterday. I wish I could fix that, but what can I say? We're almost done. This is a uh, blade, uh, unsympathetic. Now there's an epigraph, some of you know who Deacon Frost is, if you don't, Deacon Frost was a kind of a ranking vampire. He says, referring to people, they don't matter, they're our food. Blade unsympathetic. Ever take communion? Ever watch the war on TV? This place is for predators, baby. It doesn't matter that you never knew. Your innocence is the key they turn to let you out and lock you in. Nobody wants to see what's really happening. And by the time you start to understand, the baby teeth are gone and the big teeth are come in. You're in the blood, and the blood's on you. If you play along, almost everyone will sort of be your friend. In the human world, don't the wolves look a lot like the sheep before the slaughter begins? Try to remember, Is that your face in the window? Is that your name on the card? Maybe you should get some body armor. What else can I say? Mine is black. Eat as much garlic as you can. And this poem is called Land Ho, and it's dedicated to the new world. I mean, the new world in our minds, I guess. Um, And I use one term that I guess I should explain. Um, When I was a kid, I used to watch those pirate movies. That was the era of the pirate movie, like the 60s, right? Maybe late 50s, early 60s, mid 60s. And uh, they would say, like the captain, you know, usually somebody with some rank would say, Avast ye, mateys. And I never knew what that meant. Do you guys know what that mean? I never knew what it meant, Avast ye, you know? And I looked it up, you know, because I don't know, it was tickling my brain years ago, a couple years ago. And it means, wait a second, hold up, pay attention, something like that, it means like, stop, listen. You know, I thought that's cool. So, those of you who teach, you can start using that in your classrooms, you know? <laughs> <I've> asked you. <laughs> Anyway, and I guess I should also say this, that um, some of you are beach people, and you've seen sandpipers, those birds with those really long beaks that look like flutes, you know? God, I love those things. Anyway, all right, that's really all you need to know, I think. Land ho. Land ho for the new world like this, when, when it could have been otherwise, when otherwise might have risen to the surface like a fish, like a bubble on the blue lips of a blowfish, like a complete city floating by in a bubble, bright black streets, big brimmed hats, sleek denim slacks, millions of shoes and sashes, Boating by in a bubble, strapped to the back of a June bug on an otherwise normal day. Arg, Avast ye mates! <laughs> a day, just grab you one, a sky full of sky and otherwise wilder still, air as much as you want, more than you could ever breathe. Yo ho ho, one ubiquitous lunch it be. And squeezing through the seams, unrecorded, unconsidered things, spiced and languorous, but so already delicious, like a sweaty runner, between her legs, an afternoon sweet as an ocean swizzling under summer's orange kiss, the slow aromas wafting ashore so bold, so unforgivably welcome. Ahoy! Ahoy! And you are there with, we are there with sandpipers and their piccolo beaks. And two tubas threatening to play the beach. The tubists themselves, all a tango, circling lockstep left and true sunshine shocking the blue brass. So close, so ready, so nearly music. The melody, like the sultry tip of a tongue, just one candle wick from your ear. Ahoy! Such almost voices, so agonizingly otherwise, so utterly and deep, like this, we could have lived like this. All right, well, farewell with this. This is uh this is late shift. This is a poem called late shift. I was talking to Travis Moe earlier today and yesterday and and about the idea of of uh, how language and 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 other media as well might well, you know, have some radical possibilities or, you know, or the potential to shift paradigms in the way we imagine ourselves, you know. And, uh, I mean, I, it really comes down to a kind of faith, right? I mean, lots of people have been painters and poets and musicians and everything before us. <laughs> so there has to be a point at which you just say, God damn it, I'm gonna do some shit and we'll see what happens, you know. And, uh, and so, uh, and the thing is, even beyond um, our own knowing, there's a way in which we are changed by the fact that we are trying to do what we're trying to do. Um, I am a different person because I've spent the last 36, 37 years trying to find you know, the essence of what concerns me or what I see out there, right? I'm different than I would have been had I been doing something else. And I think it's probably true for all of you, wherever you are in the stage of your life as an artist and a thinking person. It changes us. And if nothing else uh, regarding change in the culture, we ourselves become a different thing. And God damn it, that's a change. You know, we forget that all the time, that the fact that we are different is part of the revolution, right? It is. All right, I'm stopping. Okay, this is called Late Shift. Places, maybe dreams, from which I cannot return. The velvet touch of her lips. First light, fingering a cup. Sacred dislocations of mind, the way the right sound becomes visible. Where I am now, it's later. The clocks have been amended to include all the strange hours. And someone cracked my name, as if all my life i had been locked inside. I know the shelves stay stocked, Big cars lead the chase. There's always more and more to eat. But was that ever my country? I was born there. And I'd go back if I could, just to feel less lonely. But what I took to be a certain distance was actually a late shift in myself, a different kind of listening, the voice a thread of honey, the jar tipped just enough to one side. Listen. We belong to no nation. One day we will hold the earth again as if she were a love nearly lost. Her rainy hair, tangled in our hands. The soul is what we are. Every life a word the wind turns to say. And though trouble grows back like a beard, an unchained blood governs my tongue. I have seen the door that is not there still open thank you. thank you Thank you very much Thank you You're Very kind thank you it's a